Hey, listen to Commander Who Got Podcast, episode 119. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan today. We're going to continue the arc of the audience 2.0, The Revenge, by talking about a kick-ass lands deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole bunch is going down, but before we get to it, we're going to start the show off with our super cool big-time announcement that we teased on the pre-show. I'm going to give you the honors. You did most of the work to get it to, to happen, the actual leg work, and the people of CCO Nation did most of the uh, actual hard work in listening to us. So yeah, the hard work is actually listening to us for 119 episodes. <laughs> yes. Thank you to everybody for that, first of all. Yes, thank you very much. We, we appreciate it a great deal. Now, the big announcement. Also, thank you to Sal, Matthew, and KYT at face-to-facegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store, and they are now officially a sponsor of Commander Cookout Podcast. We get an air horn for that? Hell yeah, we do. Everybody worked really hard for that. That's everybody's air horn. Super awesome. So we've been in contact with face-to-facegames.com for a little while now, going back and forth. And this wouldn't be the arc of the audience without some extra audience love from face-to-facegames.com to kick things off with. Yeah, new sponsor, new stuff we can give away. Face-to-Face Games has decided to give us $25 in store credit for their online retailer, biggest in Canada, if we haven't mentioned that already, that we're going to give away to you guys every arc, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. The only caveat is you do need to have a Face-to-Face Games account to have that credit applied to it. It's not like we're going to send you like one of those oversized checks in the mail. As much as I wanted to do that, oh, I really I did. Oh, that so bad. But yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't go for it and that's fine maybe later <laughs> so we'll get back to you next week next episode with details on how you can enter to win that for the arc of the audience 2.0 the revenge oh man i'm so excited so again big thank you to face to face games.com and everybody there for working with us and deciding to pick up your little old commander <laughs> podcasts from saskatoon <laughs> we very much appreciate it and thank you to everybody out there in cco nation because we would not be here without all of you so thank you guys very much 100 percent. you know what i want to go right into to some more shout outs and thank yous before we do social media coordinates okay new patron shout outs patrick zaragoza zaragoza he was a character in pirates of the caribbean right he had a squid for a head and like tentacles on his face. Is that Barbosa? Oh. Wait, hold on. I got I got I got He could be Barbosa if he wants to. Okay. But remember we had um um Andrew Spaghetti? Hey, yeah. Now we've got also sounds Italian, Patrick Zaragoza. <laughs> I don't know, like maybe that's another kind of pasta. I was going to call him Squid Head. I was going to call him Pasta Head. Both are good. He can decide. We always like to give choices here. Very much so. Next shout out, Alex Richman. <laughs> He's not going to be a rich man for very long if he keeps playing Magic. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I hope he doesn't play like Legacy or like Vintage or something. Because he will be Alex Poor Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He'll be wearing a plastic bag like with that time we had to buy those Ultimate Masters packs. Oh, no. I was so sweaty inside that bag. Oh, man. Alex I... Sweaty Poor Man. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people want these nicknames? They're awesome. I ask Did myself it? every week now. <laughs> Alex, big thank you. Next one. Shout out to Thomas Forms. Forms what? Ex- exactly. Yeah. But this is what I was thinking. 
Okay. Forms always reminds me of like concrete forms. And then I think like concrete Tom or like rock, rock hard Tom. Rock hard Tom. <laughs> yeah. Rock hard Tom. <laughs> Tom is rock hard for Commander Cookout yeah. podcast. It's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Big shout out. <laughs> okay. Last one. Tyler Coates. Tyler Coates. Ooh, celebrity shout out. Uh, hey? No idea what you're talking about. You mentioned it in the pre-show. I had no idea until you showed me a picture. There's a local celebrity named Kim Coates. And if you look him up. Lo- like local to Saskatoon? No, he lives around here somewhere. What? He li- Yeah, he lives here somewhere. But you said he was like on an actual movie. He is. He's on, he's on every movie. Look him up. Everybody, just, just, just Google him real quick and look at his face. And you've seen him. He's there. He, lo- he looks like AJ from the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Except mixed, if, mixed with like Guy Fox from V for Vendetta? Yeah, if both of those people were on meth. Yeah. So uh, tell your brother to smarten up there, bud. Tyler Coates, thank you. Big shout-out. Indeed. Shout-out to everybody. Thanks for being on board. Okay, social media coordinates in 30 seconds or less. We're CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. We are also Commander Cookout on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to get a sweet nickname and a patron shout-out, you can head over to patreon.com slash Podcast and check everything out there and check all of that out. Or... If you've missed anything that I've said, because I'm still learning our new social media coordinate script, you can check out the whole thing down in the show notes below or at the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Hold on, I got a good one. I got a good one. Ooh. You could find Commander Cookout on facetofacegames.com, Canada's biggest magic store. Got it. We're tooting our own horn a little bit there. But horn? That's- <laughs> there won't be an air horn every time, but yeah, today but we're we're super excited. We're very excited and, and very proud of, of everything and of you guys and stuff, so thanks again. Very much so. Oh, one last shout out. Ooh. Sean Bittick. Sean Bittick. Sean Bittick is whose deck we're doing today. Sean Bittick. I'm sorry to hear that, Sean. I'm just going to tell you to read the commandy and then we're going to talk about something else. Excellent. Our commander for the day is Marath, Will of the Wild. Not to be confused with that Marath, Will of the Wild, where we're going to talk about some degenerate garbage. Yeah, no, super combo, super combo based commandy. Not today. Yeah, not not this time. Not in CCO Nation. <laughs> so Marath, Will of the Wild is a zero zero for red, green, white. Sounds great. Yeah, man, sounds like something I want to play. Elemental Beast. Wrath Will of the Wild enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to the amount of mana spent to cast it, and it has X. Remove X plus one plus one counters from him, and you get to choose one. You either get X plus one plus ones on target creature, Wrath deals X damage to target creature or player, or you get an XX green elemental creature token. So technically it's a 3-3 for Naya, the first time you cast it, then a 5-5, then a 7-7. The only other thing about it is X can't equal zero that's in its errata text that wasn't actually printed on the card then they were like uh oops it super should have been yes it's like i'll make infinite zero guys and they'll infinitely trigger impact tremors oh baby that'll just be that'll just be good hey yeah oh i kind of wish that was a thing now nope how could they catch that i wish they didn't catch that i'd go home and build this deck right now what you said oh (laughs) (laughs) turn one nor in the worry turn two impact tremors turn three morath win every time Hey, hold on a second. We have to talk about something else. Right, right. Sorry, sorry. I got really excited there for a second. How about the whole dark? The whole dark. We're giving it away, baby. It's coming in the mail. It's getting sent today. Today being a Saturday. 
It's coming in the mail. We are going to give it to one lucky listener out in CCO Nation, one CCO Nationalite, who is either going to give us a five-star review and a comment on iTunes or find some other meaningful way to show us that they are sharing the show, which includes getting a tattoo of a CCO logo on their leg. Did that happen? Didn't I send it to you? No. Hold on a second. I didn't send that to you? No. Just hold on a fucking second. <laughs> Holy shit. Final shout out of the day. Oh my god. Dalton Brazier. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> nice. Oh, dude. He got a tattoo of the CCO logo on his leg. Hugest shout out on the earth. Wow. Remember that, look, when we first started the show? It was like, ah, I get a CCO tattoo on your butt. He got it on his leg so we can actually show it to people. <laughs> Well, he could have showed it to his... Well, he, he, there's a, yeah, I guess he still could have showed it off. We don't know what it's he's... It's the internet, man. He can do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> still, that's crazy. I can't... Wow. Yeah, super awesome. So Holy. I'm not saying, and, and we are not saying at Commander Cookout Podcast that you need to get a tattoo of our logo to win anything, but you do if you want to win the dark. The whole dark. You do need to find some creative way to... Share the show with your friends or local game store and let us know how you did it. We uh, we love getting those because they're always funny. They're always creative. And who knows? You could win yourself the dark. The whole dark. And boy, howdy. It's coming in the mail. I am excited. I'm pumped just to, like, hold it. I'm pumped to hold yeah. the whole darkness. Yeah, I'm sad that it's not going to be, like, ours. But you know what? I'm way happier that I get to give it away. I got, I got a, like, a small collection of giant sharks from the dark. Maybe I'll give you a couple. <laughs> I have a small collection of blood moons from the dark. <laughs> I feel like I'm balling. I, I wonder if I have enough giant sharks to equal the value and we can maybe just trade. <laughs> Is that a thing? Uh, I, do, I actually do have extra blood moons. That's a real thing. Oh. I do have extra ones because I got a painted one and then I got a <clears throat> Yu-Gi-Oh card one. Oh, yeah. Hey, I learned a thing. We're gonna Speaking of talking about everything else, I learned a thing that those Yu-Gi-Oh cards... When you bought, you, you're talking about the Amonkhet invocation, y yes, like uh, masterpiece cards. That's the one. Yes. Okay. If you got them in foreign language, they were still in English. Yes, the the masterpieces I think are, are only printed in English, even if they come in like a Japanese yeah. pack. And I was thinking to myself, how would how shitty would you feel being that Japanese kid that doesn't speak English or doesn't read English very well? And then you get a card that people who speak and read English can't even decipher. Well, those cards are so bastardized that, like, Japanese people can probably read them better than we can. <laughs> they probably say something different in Japanese. It's like a hidden code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture all those triangle Illuminati memes going off yeah, now, Yeah, hey? for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, dang. Anyways, sh should, we, should we get back to the deck now? Yes. We can talk about a deck. I guess. Where are we starting? We always start with Creech. We usually do them alphabetically. Today we're going to do them reverse alphabetically because oh, I'm already at the bottom. We're going to do doggy style alphabetical. That's right. And uh, 16 creatures if you include Marath. So 15 total. Uh, not very many creatures for a Naya deck. And we're going to get to that why that is in a bit. And we're going to start off our creature suite with Yavimaya Elder. Ooh, 2-1 for Green Green 1. Uh, when he goes into the graveyard, you search your library for two basic lands, put them into your hand, um, and you can pay two and sack them to draw a card. So you pay five mana all in to draw a card and search for two land into your hand. It's all right. It's probably fine. And you I can guess. probably soak up like 
damage because if you sack them before combat damage. You can chump block in a Rixmithies or uh, <laughs> maybe you can get in there for four. Sure. Maybe you can. All right, next up we have Walking Atlas. Walking Atlas. Two drop, one one, tap them to put a land onto the battlefield. And we're also playing, um, what's the snake version of it? Sakura Tribe Scout. One one for one, tap them to put a land onto the battlefield. It's a $1,000 foil. Yeah. It's $60 for a freaking common. Good lord. Uh, how about Voyaging Seder? That's kind of the same, too. A one two for two, tap it to untap target land. Well, Sylvan Advocate. I like this one. Yeah, this guy is a two three vig for two. So that's already getting okay. It's a good creature already. As long as you control six or more lands, Sylvan Advocate and land creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Oh. So if you play him late game, he's a four five vigilance for two. That's that's really good. That That is also a lord for a weird creature type. But Yes. Um, a four five is like getting to the point in commander where it can like block pretty good. Yeah, it's a good blocker and you could get in there for some not bad beats with it too yeah since it's vigilance i mean four damage is four damage right yeah and of course it's got that extra point of toughness on its butt um so it can attack fine yeah it's a good creature and it kind of spoils what the deck is aiming to do dang it no it's good that's fine it's good because we don't have to it's not a big reveal oh because remember the deck is we're not going full frontal on them well we're not playing a million man lands so it's important that we this is a lands beats deck Oh, well, is, there it is. This is how you do it. <laughs> I thought we were easing into it. No, we're not. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you how it is. Next up, Spike Tiller. Spike Tiller. This is not the good Spike? No. Okay, let's see if I can do this one. This is a 0, zero for 5. Definitely not the good one. Spike Tiller enters the battlefield with 3 plus 1s on it. You can pay 2 and remove a plus 1 to put a plus 1 on target creature. Maybe Marath. I don't know. It's fine. You can pay 2 and remove a plus 1. Target land becomes a 2-2 two, two, that's still a land, and you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So it becomes a 3-3? Three, three? Yes. Does it become a land or a creature forever? Yes. All right, what else we got? We got a Sakura Tribe Elder. We all know what he does. Yeah, sack him for a land. He's a 2-1 or something. We got Rubble Hulk. Oh, this? I think that you don't mind this card, right? No, I hate this card. Oh, he's an XX for six. Uh, power and toughness equal number of lands you control. You can Blood Rush him, which is green, red, one, and discard him to give target creature plus X where X is the number of lands you control. Yeah, I think this card's a trap. I think you could play something better. I always thought that you might like the Blood Rush cards. I, I thought I would too, but just in EDH, they're just not good enough. Those were from original Return to Ravnica, and you could discard them and pay their Blood Rush cost to give plus something plus something equal to the creature's stats. Yeah, you right? basically take the creature and attach it to the creature that's attacking. Yeah, we covered those in our Ravnica supplemental series, right? Yeah, and yeah. we d it's just just play the damn creature. You get one pump out of it, and then it's dead. When you can just play it and beat wholesale ass with it a bunch of times in EDH, like it's, yeah, it's just not good enough. How about Nisa Vastwood Seer? This is flip Nisa. So when she enters the battlefield, you search your library for a basic forest card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, and then whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands, you flip her. And she transforms into Nisa Sage Animist. Her plus one, she's a three loyalty planeswalker. Her plus one is reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand. So it's like uh, Coiling Oracle. Or Thrasios. 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 Yeah. Which is an excellent ability. Her minus two is put a legendary 4-4 four, four green elemental creature token named 
A shy of the woken world. Onto the battlefield. And her minus seven is untap six lands. They become six sixes. They're still lands. So in a lands beats deck, making all of your lands into six sixes or six lands into six sixes. Doesn't like, hurt. That's like 36 power of land. That's not too bad at all. I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I'm not adverse to that happening. No, the question is, spoiler, there are multiple Nisa make your lands into dude type cards in the deck. Uh, how often do we get to the ultimate on these Planeswalkers? That's the question, right? That's that's the eternal question with Planeswalkers, is do you play them for their ultimates or do you play them for value? And I think that playing them for their ultimates in a lot of cases is tricky. Now, I, I agree with all of that. When we are playing a Super Friends deck, though, um, it is a lot easier to get to Planeswalker Ultimates because there are so many Planeswalkers, right? Yeah. Like, which one do you attack? And and Planeswalkers that give you blockers like Elspeths or just tokens or my lands are creatures now so I can block with them are a way to make sure my Planeswalkers get to their Ultimates. We've got a couple other ways here. Let's uh, Let's keep going. Let's see what they are. Okay. This isn't one of them. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but we got Mina and Den Wildborn. Four drop, four, four, you can play an extra land, and you can return a land to your hand to give target creature trample? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you can save a land creature if it's going to die. Oh, or, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, or and get some beats in. Like, it's it's a cool card. You, it has lots of pay, utility You here. pay red-green to, like, block with a land. And, and bounce it to your And hand. then bounce it. Or attack with it, and if they, like, double block it, you bounce it. Then post-combat, you can play it again untapped. Yeah. That's not terrible. It's pretty good. Okay, next up, I don't really understand why this guy is in here in Mangara of Karondor. This is I don't know why either. I I like I, I peeped the list and I understand how the deck works, but maybe I just missed it. Or maybe there's no reason. Anyways, it's a white, white one, one one. Legendary creature. You tap it and exile Mangara of Karondor. And target permanent. So you exile target permanent is like the end goal for three mana and like wait a turn. So it's, I just really yeah, like, it's not terrible. I think there's a combo with him now. Like you get him back somehow. It's not in here. I just figure like if you're gonna, I assume you're using it to get a enchantment or an artifact or something. Because if you're wanting to get a creature, you play path. So yeah, why not just play return to dust and you get two things right now. I suppose, yeah. That's that's just my thought, but maybe we'll come across something or maybe somebody else out there knows something that we don't. Yeah. Next up, we have the Golden Guardian. Yeah, 4-4 four, for four, 4 with Defender. It's an artifact creature. You pay 2. Golden Guardian fights another target creature you control. <laughs> what? The then, when Golden Guardian dies this turn, okay, return to the battlefield transformed. And it comes back as a land. Gold Forge Garrison. Man, you know what those Ixalan flip land cards, the backside of them? Dang, those look nice. Eh? They're so cool. I just like those. I like them too. The black border on them. I wish the black border kind of like looked like it was wavy, like the edges, like the old ripped up burnt edges of a treasure map. That would be so cool. Come on, wizards. Missed an opportunity. Anyways, it flips to a land, and it adds one mana of any color to your mana pool, or four tap. Two three. mana of any color. <gasps> Two. Two mana. Wow. Four tap. Create a 4-4 four, four colorless golem creature token. Creates a 4-4. Four, four. It's pretty good. Yeah, 4-4 four, four for 5 every turn. Uh, not terrible. An army of living gold for the golden city. I like that. 
Got some flavor text. I like that. That's yeah. good flavor text. That is excellent flavor text. All it's right. Good flavor, like pill. No, that's that's the opposite. It's the opposite of what you just said. You know, you know what's funny is I'm 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 actually interested to know if that gets edited in or out. <laughs> oh no, that'll that'll no, that's that's staying in. That is staying well, in. Well, it's art. Me and my love for Pilsner is already a meme. So. <laughs> Oh, we were talking earlier about Planeswalkers. How do you alt them? How about with Evolution Sage? Oh, baby. In lands.deck? It's a good-ass card. It's a 3-2 three, for 3, so it already, like, beats. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Landfall, proliferate. That is to put another counter on a thing. It's, it's a good card. I like that card. Play a land plus your Planeswalker. Z. I also like Eternal Witness. 3 mana, 2-1. Enters the battlefield, returns something from your graveyard to your hand. It's very good. Man, that card is just never going to go away, hey? No, it's a, it's a great card. That card is just, it's always going to be a green staple. The number one green card in Commander for the rest of, like, eternity. If they keep printing sweet art like they did in Ultimate Masters, too. Yeah, the, like, the, this, the leaf wolf? It, this is a druid lady using magic to make a wolf out of leaves? Yep. Oh, so good. And La- the, last creature. Last creature is Burnished Heart. Two, two for three. Pay three. Sack it. Search for two basics. Put them onto the battlefield. Tapped. Boom. All right, what do we use to do next? Instance. There are seven of them. Oh, baby, and I like this first one. Okay, let's do them in actual alphabetical order, starting with Awakening of V2 Ghazi. Five mana, make one of your lands a 9-9. Nine, nine. With haste, fine. 9-9. Nine, nine. Yeah, they, whatever. They put fine. haste on it in case you accidentally target the land that you played this turn and you don't get the feel-bads. <laughs> I say give them the feel-bads, man, but I understand that they don't want to give people the feel-bads. Next instant, Beast Within. Destroy target permanent, its controller gets a 3-3. How often do you just target one of your own lands to get a 3-3? I don't know. Is that like a man land? No. No, it's no. not. Don't do it. No, it's not. Never, ever do that. Chaos Warp. Chaos Warp. Target one of your own lands, and then you get a uh, something from the top of your deck. Another land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Next instant, we have Heroic Intervention. I actually like this one. I... Uh, I got I got to start jamming copies of this card like in every green deck. It's a good one. Yeah, so this is an instant for green one, permanence you control gain hexproof and indestructible. And indestructible until end oh, of turn. No. So I was I was all hyped up on Lazatep plating for uh, Misform Ultimus because it gives Misform a plus 1 and gives you and all your stuff hexproof. And I would rather give them and indestructible instead of a plus 1 plus 1 on one of my dudes. Hell yeah. For the same CMC. So good. Yeah, I like that one. Another card featuring a Johnny in Ignite the Beacon. Five mana. Instant speed. Search for up to two Planeswalkers. Put them into your hand. That's just good. Uh, yeah. That's, that's uh, good. Isn't there a cheaper one, uh, Call of the Gatewatch? But it's a sorcery. It's a sorcery. That's fine. you got to pay that instant speed premium. How about K-Grip? K-Grip, or Croson Grip, or Crossan Grip, is three mana, split second, destroy an artifact or enchantment. It always gets the artifact or enchantment. Yeah, so split second for any of the new members of CCO Nation means that you can't interact with the stack when that is on the stack. Yeah, it's just you can tap for mana or maybe flip a morph guy. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got. If you want to do anything else, you your enchantment or your artifact is going away. It's, it's going to eat a whole bag. It's happening. Last instant. Swords to Plowshares. Exile a creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power uh, for white mana. That's a good one. All right, we've got 12 sorceries. Okay. Let's, uh, should we do some clumping? Now, let's just blow through these. They're not a lot of functional reprints, but they all kind of do the same thing. We can get through these quick. Sure. Farseek. Let's find some lands of different types. Hour of Promise. That's a five mana, 
sorcery version of primeval titan. It finds two lands. How about hunting wilds? That's explosive veg with kicker. You pay the kicker, your forests become three threes. That's a that's an animate lander. How about Kodama's Reach? Land into play, land into hand. Nisa's Triumph. It gets a couple lands. If you control a Nisa, you put them into play. Something like that. Search for two. If you have a Nisa, you search for three instead. They all go to your hand. Sure. How about Planar Outburst? Oh, baby. I like this one. This is a good one. Destroy all non-land creatures. And it has Awaken 4. So Awaken, if you pay its Awaken cost, you, you cast the spell and you make one of your lands a 4-4. Four, four. That's what the Awaken 4 is. You yeah. put 4 plus 1 plus 1s on the land. So the Awaken cost is white, 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 5. Which is lots. So if the spell already costs 5, then you're paying like a 3-mana premium to get a 4-4. Four, four. Which is not bad. Yeah, and, and it's, counters, it's, it's so a 4-mana can... premium if you want that land to be an untapped land. So a 4-4 four, yeah. four untapped guy for 4? The odds are you probably won't need an untapped guy because you're going to kill all the rest of them anyway. But Yeah, I suppose if somebody's at four. <laughs> yeah. It's... Or you have a planeswalker that puts a plus one on something, you could like leave it untapped and then swing for four or five and kill somebody because you just destroyed all creatures. Yeah. Eh, that's okay. It's fine. I like that one, though, and I like the Awaken in this deck. Along with Awaken, I like playing Plane-Wide Celebration. Oh, baby. Seven drop. Five green, green. Choose Four. Four. You choose four of these. You can choose the same mode more than one time. Oh. So you can create a 2-2 two, two citizen that's all colors, or four of them. <laughs> Return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand, or four of them. Proliferate four goddamn times. How often do you just, like, just have three planeswalkers and you just go proliferate four times? Ultimate four planeswalkers. Oh, that is incredible. That is good. Or you gain four life or 16 life. You probably don't do that. Or any combination of whatever you want. Yes. Just pr proliferate four times, people. Like, that's probably the most powerful one on there. Speaking of sorceries that cost lots, how about play the game or play of the game? There we go. Oh, man. This is a battle bond one with assist. And the assist allows you to have other people help you pay for your spells, right? So it's exile all non-land permanents. And remember, we're making our lands into creatures. So probably people aren't going to help you assist this, which beg raises the question, how great is this card in the deck? Um, but anyways, it's white, white, six with assist. So it could cost as little as white, white if other people want to help you play it. Exile all non-land permanents. Good. Yes. And, and there are times where sometimes you just have to eradicate the artifact player and they got their the, yeah that's right. just got to do it i don't have any animated lands or i only have a couple and buddy there on his untapped step is gonna win and two other players are just gonna be like yeah i got three mana i got three mana and you got white white that's your that's your eight total and you're just gonna stop a player from winning yeah just don't attack me i'll give you three mana it's 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 a political card it's fine i think it's okay yeah i like those political battle bond cards those are fun how about shamanic revelation this is a powerful card, too. Green, green, three. Draw a card for each creature you control. And remember, all your lands are going to be creatures sometimes. If you control a creature with power four or greater, you, you gain, gain four, four li life. You gain four life for each creature you control, power four or greater. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's, you probably gain lots of life off that. Yeah. Sky Shroud Claim. Searches for two forests. Sylvan Scrying. Any land into your hand. Any land, though. It's a good it's one. It's a good one. Yeah. Lastly, we have Vandal Blast. Old baby. 
Good old Vandal Blast, red to destroy an artifact, overload it, destroy all artifacts. I've been paying a lot more attention to the art on that card recently. And oh, it's just yeah. this like little wiener goblin just running through a statue and just blowing shit up. He's like, oh shit, 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 <laughs> I didn't mean to do this. I like everything about that card. Oh, okay, where do we go next? Enchantments. There are ten of them. Let's blow them. Blow through them. All right, we have Awakening Zone and From Beyond. They Bo- both do the same thing. Yeah, both of those give you a Eldrazi at your upkeep that you can sacrifice for a mana. One costs three, one costs four. They are mana production. I think that's it because you're not going to search for Eldrazi in this deck. Yeah, and there's token generations you can block your for your Planeswalkers and stuff too. Yeah, that's good. You knew this one was coming, Doubling Season. Doubling Season, if an effect would put a counter on a permanent that you control or put a token into play, it puts double that much. So your Awakened Lands get plus one, plus one counters. They get double that much. Your Planeswalkers get double that much. You can ultimate your Planeswalkers as soon as they come into play. Very important to note with doubling season. When a Planeswalker comes into play, it comes into play with double its loyalty. When you activate their abilities, it doesn't double the counters. Sure. That's important to note. I don't know why that is a thing, but lots of people have explained that to me. The the point is, is you cast doubling season, then you cast your Nisa or your Elspeth, and you just make your lands into indestructible creatures, and you beat in for like fifty. Correct. That, that is, that's that's that is what you I don't do. care about what else doubling season does. Yes. I just want to attack you for fifty. How about nature's revolt? Man, I used to jam this in decks. This is a green green three enchantment. All lands are two two creatures. Ooh. So wrath of God seems pretty good if if my lands are indestructible, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about Oath of a Johnny? Legendary enchantment. Never noticed that before. I guess all the oaths are legendary. Correct. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one counter on each creature you control, so all your lands are getting two plus ones if you have a doubling season. And planeswalkers you cast cost one less to cast. That's fine. That's good. That's fine. But man, Johnny is so cool. They're just looking. He's the coolest looking planeswalker. I super dig that. Yeah, and he's like a good dude too, eh? Yeah, and I don't want I want to just punch people in the face. That's all I want. I want a Johnny to just hit people. You know who I don't want to punch in the face? A Johnny. He's a good dude. I feel he, yeah, He's a right. good dude, and he's got like like an oversized animal's head, which you know like his skull is going to be like an inch and a half thick, and it's just going to be rock hard. You ever like touch a cow's head? Yeah. And it's just- It's, it's like a boulder. It's like a giant rock is <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. a cinder block with horns. I bet you a Johnny's head is like a cinder block. I would certainly drink beer with a Johnny, both because I think it would be lots of fun because he's probably a cool dude, and because I'm not sure how a cat would like drink out of a glass. I think it would no, be no, funny no. to watch. No, a Johnny would get his beer in a bowl, and he would lick it like a cat drinking milk. <laughs> I, I want to drink beer at the whole gate watch, and I feel like I feel like Jace is just like our buddy F.U. Evan, and they just rag on him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink beer at the gate watch. Maybe, maybe that's a thing. Maybe. Yeah. All right, how about... Yeah. Oh, hey, what? I got it, I got it, I got it. Cosplayers at, like, Magic Fest Vegas, we're just going to, like, get all of the Gatewatch cosplayers into a room, and, and you and I are just going to, like, drink beer with them. Ooh. I don't know. If there's any cosplayers that listen, like, band together and invite us to your beer drinking. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. How about Oath of Gideon? Legendary enchantment. When Oath of Gideon enters the battlefield, you get two 1-1 core allies. Okay, fine. Each Planeswalker you control enters the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter on it. So, yeah, that's that's awesome when you have an additional one and then you double it and you're doubling, like, even more. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sweet. How about Retreat to Amiria? Four drop, landfall, choose one. Put a core onto play or creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. 
to make it. you make all your lands creatures, then you drop like two or three lands in a turn. You give them all like a mini overrun. Get in there for big damage. Yeah. How about Shaper's Sanctuary? This one costs just green. What is this? Whenever a creature you control becomes a target of spell or ability, and opponent controls, you draw a card. That's a that's a cool card. Ah, uh, yeah, I yeah. What's what's really good in Magic? Uh, drawing cards. What's really what don't you want to happen? Like, uh, don't target my stuff. And like, if you do, it's going to be good for me instead of bad for me. Yeah, I don't mind it. I dig it. Squirrel nest. I thought that this was going to be a combo, but it's, it's I'm I'm going to call this like a land animator. Okay, so it's green green one for an enchant land. You tap enchant land to put a one one squirrel into play. <laughs> <laughs> I love that squirrel is stealing an eyeball. Oh, look at that. Like, he's just he jacked somebody's eye right out of his head, and he's running away with it. I like how he's got the Odyssey printing in his deck list instead of the new printing. Good on you, man. Good on you, Sean Biddick. Last enchantment. We probably all saw this one coming, too. It's Terra Eternal. All lands are indestructible. You know, I so wish that that just said lands that you control are indestructible. Yeah. You know, that would make that card, like... It would move that card from utterly unplayable, except for in this exact deck, to actually playable in stacks decks, like control decks. Yeah. Yeah, it would it would just skyrocket that card's value through the roof. Not not monetary value per se, but like its the playability. value, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to do artifacts real quick, then we'll get into Planeswalkers. There's three artifacts. Sol Ring. Sol Ring is one of them. Skull Clamp is another one. Contagion Clasp is the last one. Contagion Clasp is important because it proliferates for four mana. Enters the battlefield, puts a minus one on something, so you can like off their mana dork or just start slowly withering down their whoever. Yeah. I think it should be a Contagion Engine instead just because the deck isn't trying to win any kind of land speed race, and it just Contagion Engine is like double Contagion Clasp. Yeah, I suppose. You just got to watch the converted mana cost when you've got Planeswalkers at the top end, right? You want to yeah. be casting your Planeswalkers instead of like... Contagion engine, engine, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a budget thing, too, because Contagion engine's like $7,000. Oh, that makes me sad. I just yeah. learned that, I learned last night at FNMDH. EDH&M? EDH &M. &M. Yeah. Jesus, I'm going to get that right one time this week. That Rings of Bright Hearth is like a million dollars now. Yeah, that's the thing. I just had one because I played in Lorwyn. It's like, ooh, this is a cool card. I'm going to play this. It's Lorwyn, man. That Lorwyn Eventide Shadowmore Morning Tide. Good. I'm telling you that block is out of control right now. Oh my god, it's so much money. It's that's ridiculous. The thing. So as promised, that's the that's the artifact. We're gonna move into the planeswalkers. There's twelve of them. Oh my god. Uh this how, is a super friends list. It is a super friends list, it turns out. So how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this to, to save on time? So not just let's read the relevant relevant abilities of each each planeswalker. How about that? Sure. We're gonna start with our man of Johnny. Uh, dang, he got three relevant abilities. Yeah, he does. Target creature doesn't untap. His minus is three damage. You gain three life. His minus seven, destroy all lands target player controls. You ever been hit with that one? I have, actually. Oh, that I, is a brutal it ultimate. It is. You know who won that game, though? You know, you... <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I did. Um, how about this? I'll read them fast like that, and then I'll say if doubling season will just let them ultimate. Dope. A Johnny's doesn't. So you'd have to plus one a Johnny after he comes in and goes to six. You'd go up to seven next turn, destroy all lands. Yep. He's he's live next turn. Yes. Yeah. All right. We have Arlen Cord. This one flips. Yes. I don't know what's happening. Okay. It's plus one until end of turn up to 
one target creature gets plus one plus one plus two plus two plus two plus two vigilance and haste a zero not a minus a zero is put a two two wolf creature token onto the battlefield oh and then and then you transform it and she flips into arlen embraced by the moon what okay sure and she just flips right like she doesn't exile then come back like the creature ones correct so does doubling season do it for this one no three so she'd come in with six so you could you have to wait a turn because you have to bring her in make a wolf flip her over and then you can oh yeah that's right yeah she would have six and she would stay at six and then next turn so she's live in one turn okay anyways her plus one after she flips creatures you control get plus one plus one trample until end of turn minus is uh three damage to something to a player and And then you you transform her back yeah oh okay i wouldn't do that and her minus six is you get an emblem with creatures you control have haste and tap this creature deals damage equal to its power to dark creature would be very well, good in uh, last week's bear punching deck because it makes all your guys into dudes that fight. Oh, yeah. That's cool. You, or you can make your lands into fighters with this one. Yeah. We have uh, Elspeth Terrell. This one ultimates like she's live in one turn by herself or doubling season makes her live automatically. Plus, gain life for each creature you control. Minus, put three. Three. Soldier creature tokens under the battlefield. Minus five. Destroy all other permanents except for lands and tokens. All the things you care about. Insane. Next up, Elspeth Knight Errant. Plus is get a soldier. Minus is jump a dude. Give him plus three, plus three. Minus eight, so she's live with doubling season. You get an emblem with artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and lands you control are indestructible. Very good. She starts at four. Garrick Wildspeaker. Four drop. Starts at three. Plus one. Untap two target lands. Let's say after they attacked. Uh-huh. Yeah. Minus is you get a 3-3 beast. Minus 4 is overrun. That is plus 3 and trampled for your whole team. And he's live with doubling season. This one I don't think really needs to be in there in Koth of the Hammer. Well, Koth, you plus him to untap a mountain and make it a 4-4. Meh. Anyways, his minus 2 is you get a red for each mountain you control. So you're going to get a little bit of a mana advantage out of him. And then his minus 5, again, live with doubling season and he survives is you get an emblem with mountains you control, have tap to add uh, to deal one damage target creature or player. There's not enough mountains in the deck. Yeah, I was going to say that sort of like animates your mountains into like one tough or one power guys that can't die. This guy should be the new Ajani because I think his plus puts loyalty counters and planeswalkers, doesn't he? Ooh. Isn't that what new Ajani does? New Johnny? Yeah, like I know that this one is flavorful. It turns a land into a beater, but like let's... Play something that's going to make your strategy better, right? Yeah, a Johnny the Great-Hearted is a five-loyalty dude that minus twos to put a plus one on each Creech and a, and a loyalty counter on each Planeswalker. So it's good with your Proliferate, and it's good with all your Planeswalkers. And if you doubling season with a Johnny, he comes into the battlefield with, get this, ten loyalty counters. You could minus two him five times. Yeah, and it gives all your dudes vidge so all of your lands can beat wholesale ass and then you can play spells with them. Then you can tap them for mana after to play more Planeswalkers. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I don't mind that one, yeah. How about Nisa Vital Force? Five drop, five, loyalty, plus one. You make a land into a forest? No, a land into a five, five. Minus to return target permanent from your graveyard to your hand. This one's good. Yeah. And you minus six, you get an emblem with whenever a land enters the battlefield, you draw a card. Very good. That one's good, yeah. Nisa- and and you could use her right away with doubling season. Nisa, Voice of Zendikar. Three drop, three loyalty, plus one, make a zero one plant, minus two, put a plus one on each creature you control. That's a good one. 
and minus seven. Gain X life, draw X cards where X is the number of lands you control. Can't use her right away, but um, that loyalty, you know, like, what is it? Draw seven? Draw eight? It's pretty good. Yeah. Nisa who shakes the world. This one is a card. Five drop, five loyalty, planeswalker, Nisa. Whenever a forest, whenever you tap a forest for mana, add an additional green to your mana pool. So it's a mana doubler for your forests. Put a plus, put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature and it becomes a one zero zero and um, elemental. Onto one non-creature land. Oh, Untap it. it, it becomes a zero zero elemental creature token with vigilance and haste. Oh, so you're just animating a land. Yeah, turn a land into a three three vig hasty dude. That's her plus one and her minus eight is you get an emblem with lands you control have indestructible. Search your library for any number of forest cards and put them all onto the battlefield tapped. Insane. Here's here's some little... And, and you can use it with doubling season right off the bat. That's right. I'm going to make a commentary on the art. Nisa Vital Forest, Nisa Voice of Zendikar, Nisa who shakes the world. Her boobs grow a cup size in each art. Yeah. Inclusion, wizards. There you go. La usually, usually they're like making them flatter and flatter as to not make people, like flat-chested people, feel like they need to... Um, Have boobs. Yeah, like yeah. boobs are like um, objectifying in some cases, right? Yeah. This is, we're including the larger chested women as well, <laughs> or men, whatever. All right, speaking of Nisa, there's five of them in this deck, and the last one is Nisa World Waker. With medium boobs. Yes. Three loyalty, five mana, plus one. Target land becomes a 4-4. Four, four. Untapped four target forests is her plus one plus as well. One. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> And her minus seven. So no doubling season here. Search your library for any number of basic land cards. Put them onto the battlefield. Those lands all become four fours. It's pretty good. With trample. Jeepers. Yeah, that's a good one. So I guess I guess you want to find your Nisas with your um planeswalker searching card. Yes. Man, you doesn't this deck want like um enchantment tutors to find that doubling season, hey? Yeah, pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, what's the one from Invasion that gives your enchantment shroud? You can sack it to find an enchantment. Sterling Grove? Yeah. And also uh, maybe like like F the budget. We haven't said that for a while. No, we haven't. F the budget with... Academy Rector. Yes, and also Arena Rector to find your Planeswalkers. F the budget. I mean, if we're F the budget, right? Yeah, F, yeah, hell with it. Let's and uh, it. Idyllic and Enlightened Tutor. Those just find enchantments. Those will get you there. All right, we've got two more Planeswalkers. I like both of these ones. How about Samut the Tested? Plus one gives a creature double strike. Mi minus two gives two damage. Who cares about that one? And her minus seven is search your library for up to two creatures and or Planeswalkers and put them onto the battlefield. That's the that's the one. Yeah, and you can use it right away with doubling season. Yeah, doubling season, Nisa, Nisa, alt, alt, probably oh. win. Yeah. yeah, Samut, minus seven, Nisa, Nisa, make all, Nisa, search for all my forests, and then other Nisa, make all my lands indestructible beaters, or whatever. Or you get a, or make an emblem where every time a land comes into play, you get a forest, then find all your forests and draw a card from those forests. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Last Planeswalker is Xenagos the Reveler. His plus adds a green or red for number of creatures you control. Minus, or no, his zero is put a 2-2, two, two, so he protects himself or whoever. And his minus six is exile the top seven cards of your library. You may put any number of creature cards from among them onto the battlefield. Creatures or lands. Oh, yeah, look at that. So you can get all kinds of neat stuff. 
Cool. So 12 walkers. The walkers are always the hardest, right? Because they do so many things. I they, feel like it's a really wordy section. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, that's the deck except for the lands. Now, if I was building this deck, I would have built the land section significantly different. I wouldn't change the deck much. But with the way the deck is built, I think that the land suite isn't what I would do. Well, a couple things to that. you got to remember that um, the... And I'm not talking budget, because I'm talking like my land base would be so budget, it would be 90% basics. You know what I like in here? Instead of things like Command Tower or Bountiful Promenade, like the um, Battle Bond lands, I like, I like Shock lands because they have like two land types. So you could play the Shock lands that are forests and find not green forests. I like those, but um, you know, they're seven, eight, ten bucks, whatever they are, right? Just for budgetary reasons, you can include why you can understand why they're not in there. He's playing the uh, Amonkhet duels instead. The Amonkhet ones that cycle, which is cool. He's playing the Battle for Zendikar. Uh, what are they called? Fast lands? I don't know. The ones that come into the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more basic lands. Those aren't fast lands. What are those called? I have no idea what those are called, honestly. The battle lands. Body Let's lands call. or something? I don't know what they're called. Whatever. He's playing Karn's Bastion. That's the proliferate land from War of the Spark. I like that one. Yeah. He's got Mossfire Valley. It's the old filter land. He's got Care Keep. It that's makes, that's uh, a land that makes a dude. It makes dudes. I like Myriad Landscape. Uh, well, I've talked about that ad nauseum. Oh, hey, on there's the show. a Sacred Foundry. That's a shock land. Oh, there is a, there is a shock that's fine. land in here. We've got a, one of each snow covered land. Uh, <laughs> We've got a Scavenger Grounds. No man land. Yeah, no man land and only one shock land. You know what this this reads like? This reads like somebody who built the mana base for a three-color deck with lands that he had. Yes, and that's totally cool. I just would have built more basics into it just so you don't get blown out by a blood moon. And I would if we're effing the budget again. Or, or a ruination. Yeah, or if we're effing the budget, uh, Dink Mouth Nexus. Or is that, the, is that the right one? The Infect one. Ink Moth, Ink Moth Nexus. Ink Moth Nexus. I would I would play that in this deck. Because that turns into a man land that gets big, big, just organically in the deck, or it's an instant win with Vitugazi, Awakening of Vitugazi. Yeah. It's you just, make it a 1-1, one, one, then you make nine plus ones on it for 10 Infect. Yeah, Flying. You just <laughs> get in there and, and win. And sometimes you just need to win games, and you can just win games that way in this deck. But I think the deck is really cool. I was actually pumped when we picked this one because I had a... Who's that blue-white guy that every time you play an instant or sorcery or counter a spell or something, you turn a land into a creature? Um, yeah. Uh, from, I, from, from battle, right? Yeah, I built him with all the awakened cards, and the deck was just so awful. I played it twice and was like, oh, fuck this, and I just took it apart. <laughs> but uh, Somebody's so, screaming at their phone. I know what card you're talking about. Yeah, but seeing this, uh, it was cool. Like It's the same kind of idea just better and i like you know that what a I, you know what i liked about this is it's it's a little bit your style in that it's using like a non-conventional way to beat yeah which is your lands it uh, it's the the new hotness all the kids are doing it right now right the super friends and stuff right yeah and it doesn't feel too much like a super friends deck it feels more like a, a nisa tribal list which is cool which includes white to find some planes some additional planeswalkers and it feels like a lands deck, not a super friends deck. Which I like. Yes. Yeah, which so. I think everybody likes. I'm sure his playgroup probably likes that too, because I don't think anybody really likes playing against super friends decks. Yeah, I don't think so. And don't it's know. not even because they're broken or too powerful. I think it's just kind of 
you just don't like it. Like, I don't want to attack into 47 Planeswalkers over and over again. Yesterday at EDH&M, got it. You had that uh, Garrick, and I just I attacked it once, and you protected him, and I'm like, oh, what piss. am I going to do now? Because I didn't attack you for nine. I attacked your Garrick for nine, and you just threw a, a chump in front of two of my attackers. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, I'll, just, right? I'll just hit you for 12 over and over again. F your stupid Planeswalker. Like, it just became that thing, and I... Ah. Yeah, you got him below ultimate range, of which like he, he was at, right? And then he's like not a threat anymore. Yeah, for right? a minute. And and <clears throat> and in Super Friends decks, sure, you can do that with one of their Planeswalkers, but if they have four more, that's why they're hard to play against, right? Yeah. That's why Planeswalkers aren't good unless you have like ten. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or you can super-duper protect the one that you have. Yeah. And you know what you know what's funny about that is like I don't know make that argument about any any card type or strategy like it's not that great unless you have 10. <laughs> I mean you're probably going to be just fine if you have 10 of anything. That's true. Right? So I don't know this sounds kind of like strengths and weaknesses. Let's let's look at this just real quick cuz we've touched on a bunch of it already. It beats late game. It's a low cost commander in a 3 drop commander yep. which is mostly there for the colors he says but Putting plus ones on random stuff with Marath isn't terrible. You can use Marath to your advantage 100%. Oh, you know what? That actually seems a lot better with Ink Moth now, too, because you can just transfer plus ones counters to your Ink Moth when yep. you animate This it. deck is begging you on its hands and knees for, a, for an Ink Moth. Yeah. Feels very EDH-y. I put that as a strength. Super duper, yes. It's, uh, it's all the rage right now with uh, the Planeswalkers, right? Yep. But get this. Weaknesses. Instant speed, route. Destroy all creatures. Ooh. Well, but, Wrath of God. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, like once they're all animated, of, they're indestructible. I guess if there's anything that makes it a land until end of turn, only Rout gets that. Mm. Um, or if you like make them all creatures and then don't have your Terra Eternal out yet. You could just get blown out You can hard. get blown right out. I don't know. It makes creature removal being used on you that much more painful because your lands are dying. Here's, here's, here's the other the weakness that I want to talk about, and it goes back to Marath. Just for the colors and not making like a greasy degenerate Marath combo deck, you kind of get... What's the reverse of getting pub stomped? Like pub stomp meaning public stomping, right? <laughs> you go out into the public and you have a deck that's better than the general public's decks and you just pub stomp them, right? Cranko is a good example of a pub stomp deck because it's just a little bit better than a lot of the casual decks you run into, but it, it's not like CEDH levels of good right yeah um so marath is kind of like a pub stomp deck but in this in like not degenerate combo deck you're going to get reverse pub stomp where the public thinks that that's what you are and they're just going to beat the crap out and of they're going to beat the crap out of you until you're dead yeah so i don't know how do you fight that you gotta we've talked about it lots on the show where you have to convince them through your plays or you have to have a meta that's familiar with the deck so they know that you're not just going to morath them to death on turn four or three. Yeah, that's 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 real stuff. I don't know. Super budget, going back to a positive. The yeah. deck costs like 170 bucks. Yeah, the budget is excellent. I like that a lot. Maybe that's why there isn't a Crucible and a uh, Ink Moth in here because the deck does need both of those cards, I think. That's I, good. And I would stand by that forever. It also needs a Splendid Reclamation because we just talked about how you're going to get blown out by a Wrath. Splendid Reclamation gives you that recovery at least once. Also real good if you Splendid Reclamation after you get blown out and then you have your guy that proliferates every time a land comes into play and a couple of walkers, and then you can ult some walkers too. That's always fun. Oh, Splendid Rec, ultimate, ultimate my whole team. Yes, that'd be sweet. 
Should we go to my favorite part? Card of the week. Definitely not my favorite part. What's my favorite part? Let's do everything that you want to do. Yeah, that's that's what I like to hear. Card of the week this week? I wish my wife said that to me. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I saw a comic the other day. I'm gonna. I can. We can talk about this on the show. And uh, it was a girl, a, a girl giving birth, and she's like, "Oh my god, you did this to me. This is so terrible." And her boyfriend is standing there and is like, "Well, I wanted to do butt stuff, but no, you said it would hurt too much." Irony. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, that's. That's kind of funny, actually, I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Card of the week this week, play of the game. Play of the game. That is six white, white with assist. So other players can help you pay for this. And the, an exile. The, the, the generic mana component. Yes, and an exile is all non-land permanence. Now, why would anybody ever want to help you pay for that? It's a political card, guys. It it It's what EDH is like built on. That exile's all other non-land permanents. Yeah, bro's gonna win. We gotta stop him. So, like, you and player two, you play play of the game. Guy who's gonna win tries to counter it. Player three counters their counter. You know what I mean? And you reset back to a level playing field. It's a, it's a great card. Or if you just pay eight, you can just fuck on everybody. Yeah. That's just how it is. And that's awesome. And... 50 cents. Yeah, get your battle bond. It's not gonna get any cheaper than 50 cents for a cool yeah, rap. Yeah, that is it. If you want to get the uh, ultra premium foil, you're looking at call it two fifty American, seventeen eighty nine Canadian. Yes, yeah, get your battle bonds right. Yeah, man, there's a lot of this stuff is just you're not going to see stuff like this. Ex- very extra often. shout out to the battle bond uh, dual lands, right? The ones that come into play untapped if you have two or more opponents. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? Shout out to those ones too. That's why battle bond is called Commander Masters Auxiliary Cards of the Week. There's a couple in this deck. Yes, they're very neat. Okay, now Milk List. Everybody loves the Milk List. So Milk List for any new CCO Nationalites is a list of cards from 0 to 15 converted mana cost. As per EDHREC.com, these are the most commonly played cards in the color combination that we're talking about. Today, Naya, or Green, Red, White, or as the kids say, a giant flaming hoofed stag beetle? Is that what he is? You, who's farting flames? He must have had hot sauce. Dang. Marath colors. Let's get it. Let's do it. The most popular zero drop in this color combination, Mana Crypt. No. Not playing it. No. Budget deck, remember. Yes. Soul Ring. We don't count that one. We don't count that one. We'll do the other ones. Swords to Plowshares. That is here. Get this. Remember we did this last time. Kinjali's Collar. The dinosaur tutor? <laughs> Not in here. Hey, do you think he plays swords over path because plowshares are things that you like use on the land? <laughs> do you think that's why he plays that instead of path? I don't know. You know what? I'm thinking path now might be better in this deck because in a pinch you can path your own like your own dude and token get a... to get a land and then you can awaken the land or something, right? Yeah. It's okay. Anyways, not playing Kinjali's collar. No. Two drops. Selesnia Signet. We're not playing that. Cultivate at three. No. Or are we? No. We're playing uh, Kadama's Reach. Kadama's Reach instead. Yeah, that's the that's the next three drop. Whatever. It's fine. Ripjaw Raptor at four. No. Mirari's Wake at five. Nope. Atali Primal Storm at six. Nope. Verdant Sun's Avatar at seven. Nope. Awakening Sun's Avatar at eight. Nope. Zakama Primal Cam- Calamity at nine. Nope. Kozilek at ten. Nope. World Spine Worm at 11. Nope. How does that card cost 11? 
Should cost like a twenty. <laughs> Galta at twelve. Nope. Emmercool at thirteen. Nope. Get this. A talkthon worm at fifteen. Who is the dirty rotten asshole who's playing that? Apparently everybody in modern. That London Mulligan rule, man, it changed it. When people look at modern, oh, you EDH guys, you bunch of casuals, you dirty rotten pawn scum. Who's playing a talk thon worm now, you bastards? Huh? <laughs> How you've infected, you've ruined your whole format. Your whole format. Your whole format has just gone to you crap. Just send your talk thon worms to Ryan, he'll paint dicks on them. Because that's what you deserve. Or maybe I'll just resell them because they're actually worth money now. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't um, have ripped all mine into little pieces. Yeah, yeah. Used them as like. Betting for the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. uh, one milkless match in Swords to Plowshares. That is excellent. That's good. Good on you, Sean. I think that Naya is going to grow into being the easiest color to not hit the milk list because if you don't play dinosaurs, you're basically safe. I guess so. Because I feel like this whole, this is like an example of just a popularity of a tribe just warping the shit out of what people are playing. Yeah. Because like virtually every card on the Naya milk list what is I, a dinosaur What did I call it last year? Every 13-year-old Magic Boy's wet dream? Yep. Dinosaurs. Absolutely. You still love dinosaurs. I still love dinosaurs. I have a dinosaur deck. I'm not going to lie. It's you awesome. You were talking about dinosaurs on the radio like yesterday. I was because we found the biggest, meanest, most badassest T-Rex on the entire earth right here in Saskatchewan. That's his, it. His name is Scotty. He's super cool. Scotty. Scotty. My cousin's name. Do you know why they named him Scotty? Nope. Because they were drinking scotch when they discovered him. Oh, no way. Yeah, he's named after the booze they were drinking at the time. That is so Saskatchewan. Why, they should have called him Pilly. <laughs> Only you drink pill, man. You and everybody and else in this whole province. Yeah, what about me? I don't. You weren't born here. Yeah, I was. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final section of the day because we're getting long here. Spice calculator. Spice calculator. Now, leave it up to CCO Nation to send us a commander that has over 1,500 lists on edhrec.com, but, sorry, dot .com, but... This is a totally crazy different build. It's the third most popular Naya commander. And let me tell you, I like Marath. I would build the stock list, like generate deck list on EDH rec and just build it. It's, it's cool. It's a cool deck. It's, it's a cool enough deck, yeah. But this is lands, so that's not what we're playing. So average converted mana cost of this deck, 3.47. Tutors, I think two. There's the Planeswalker finding one. And then there is Samut's ultimate. Right. Do, you count, do we count that? We don't usually count ultimates, but you are playing a doubling season, so you have, like, I don't know. If you have your doubling season, you got a, like, guaranteed chance to just ultimate with Samut. Samut, hold priority. Uh, ultimate, search for another Planeswalker. Two extra Planeswalkers. Two extra planes. Like, I yeah. don't know. Let's do the milk list with two and with one tutor. Okay. Okay. Punch it all into the spice calculator. Oh, sorry. Uniqueness ratings. Cards different than the stock list on edhrec.com. Well, this is going to be good. 46 different cards. There you go. That is a good one. So, two tutors, 49 spicy. So, you're thinking, oh, well, well that's, that's not well. Okay. Well, it, well it's, it's part of it's, 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 it's right there. It's, it's on par. It's on par. It's spicy enough that we're talking about it on the show. One tutor. One tutor. 63. There it is. There it is. Now we have it. So, if you don't count Marath, which you could flip a coin to count Marath, who knows? Spicy ass deck. I dig it. Yeah, you know what? I, I you know what I like? Animate lands. There's nine cards that do that in the list that I counted. I think fourteen token makers. This deck's gonna beat late game. It is right. It's gonna be. It's a cool deck. I like it a lot. I like that it's casual. I like that it's winning on a different axis. This is a this is a cool ass deck. 
that sounds like a final thought of the day. Give us final thought of the day. Quick dark rundown. We actually have a dark video to go film, and it is going to be great. It's going to be very good. If you would like to win the dark. The whole dark. Got to head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a minimally sort of CCO-friendly uh, comment, and we'll get you entered to win the entire dark. Or if you want to get a tattoo of our logo or do something else to get us shared out in the world, you don't have to go as far as getting a tattoo as much as we appreciate it. We'll get you in to win, to win that. Also, next week we'll have details on how you can win the $25 in store credit from our new friends over at face2facegames.com. And remember, as per the usual, a comment, an interaction, a like, a share on our tweets or our Facebook posts or our YouTube videos will get you entered to win something from the foil bag. We still got that going. I'm going to try and theme it for one card for each deck that we've talked about based on what we've, we've talked about and what I can find in the foil bag. I'll get that sent off to you. Final thought on the deck. As I said before, I really like it. It's very casual. It attacks on a different axis. It does something very, very neat, like animating lands and beating you to death with them without actually using a whole bunch of man lands. So that's fun. And I always like super-duper creative things like that. So before we sign off for the day, a great big thank you from us to all of you for being here, supporting us, and a big thanks to our new sponsors over at facetofacegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store, and they are now people who are bringing you episodes of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.